Welcome to the latest podcast from the Plastic Surgery Journal Club. Each month we review an appraiser journal article, typically from PRS, and summarize it for you in this podcast. The full journal can be obtained from the PRS website. Hi, and welcome to the March 2018 Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery Journal Club. My name is Damien Marish. I'm here with Elle Vandervoort, who is the accredited plastic surgery registrar at St. George Hospital in Sydney. Elle, this paper we are talking about is a comparison of functional outcomes and therapeutic costs, single-digit replantation versus revision amputation. This is from Zhu et al. Uh, from sh- uh, Shanghai, China. This was published in the February 2018 PRS. So El, what is this paper about in a nutshell? Um, so this paper looks at um, patients who have a single digit traumatic amputation or critical de- uh, devascularization of a single digit um, and looks at their outcomes in terms of functional outcomes and also the therapeutic cost of treatment um, for patients that undergo either a a single digit replantation or revision amputation. Um, So they were the two two options that they were interested in looking at. How did they um, assess, so what are the levels of replantation which they used in their study? Yeah. So they looked at um, they divided the they looked at the Tamai levels yep. um, to and they they assessed their outcomes based on both the digit and the Tamai level that it was that was affected. Okay. And uh, so, how many patients were included in their study? They performed a retrospective chart review uh, and included one thousand and twenty three patients who'd un- who'd had a single-digit traumatic amputation or devascularization um, over a three-year period, so from January 2013 to January 2016. Um, they excluded any patients that had had a failed replantation or any other ipsilateral hand or forearm injury. They only looked at adults, um, so over 18 years, and the patients needed to have at least one year follow-up to be included. The mean age of patients uh, that they that they had was 40.3 years and 78.3% of them were male. Um, there were no statistically significant differences in the rates of diabetes, hypertension or smoking between the two groups, but they did find a statistically significant difference in the surgical treatment depending on the mechanism of the amputation. So. Um, if a patient had experienced a blade, an injury from a traumatic amputation from a blade, they were much more likely to have a um, replantation. Whereas if they had an amputation um, or an injury from saw, crush or avulsion mechanism, then they were much more likely to go on and have um, a revision amputation. All, all surgery was performed by a consultant surgeon, uh, regardless of whether they had the replantation or revision amputation. Okay, but how were patients allocated to either revision amputation or replantation? How was that decision made? If, no contraindic- if there was no clear contraindication to replantation, then the patient was counselled about the pros and cons of both options um, and had a discuss- discussion with the treating surgeon. Yeah, so there was no true randomisation. There was certainly it was no randomisation. Yeah, uh, surgeon preference in some ways, but patient preference in other ways. That's right. Okay, and so then what outcome measures... Uh, did they look at? So the outcome measures that they looked at were the firstly um, for functional outcomes, the Michigan Hand Outcomes Questionnaire, um, looking at the six subscales, overall hand function, performance with ADLs, uh, pain, work performance, aesthetic and patient satisfaction. And then all of those subscales were 
um, scored and averaged to give a score of 0 to 100 with a higher score, uh, meaning better, better overall hand performance. The other thing that they looked at just for the replant group was total active motion. And then in terms of cost, they looked at both, both hospital receipts for surgery, inpatient and outpatient treatment, as well as sick leave. And they looked at all of those outcome measures at a single time point at the one year mark and did a subgroup analysis based on um, the digit and to my level. Okay, so uh, how did they go? What was their replant success rate? So the replant success rate was 87.6%. Um, and of those 93% gain, regained protective sensation, which is quite high. Um, and in terms of function, they found that replants had a statistically significant better outcome to revision amputation for the thumb, levels one to five, the index levels one to five, so all levels for the thumb and index, yep. and then for the middle, um, two to five and ring four and five. Yeah, so in a nutshell, they found that it's better to attempt a single digit replant for any thumb amputation, any index finger amputation, uh, for um, more major middle finger amputations and very major ring finger amputations. That's right. Yep, excellent. And they also found that there was a statistically significant difference for, fina for uh, financial cost. Um, so it was much more expensive to for replantation uh, com compared with revision amputation, as you would expect. But also there was a dramatic difference between hospital days, uh, so 8.3 hospital days for the, re for the replantation versus 0.2 for the revision amputation, and 12.3 weeks of um, sick leave versus two weeks um, for the uh, revision, so a lot more sick leave required for uh, replantation. Okay, so what did you think about this paper? Uh, I thought this was a very interesting patient. Uh, this was a very interesting paper with a large cohort of patients over a relatively short period. So, one over one thousand patients over just three years who'd had um, who'd had the single digit traumatic amputation. They had good replant success rate, um, and I thought it was it was helpful in working out when. Um, when we're thinking about when replantation is going to be give, provide a better functional outcome than revision amputation. Now, obviously, one of the big conclusions here was that there was no benefit um, of replantation for any sort of little finger replantation for you know sort of mid ring finger and distal middle finger replantation. Um, uh, one of the things which we discussed amongst the group was. In all practicalities in Australia, where uh, you know we have a universal healthcare system and everything's free, I mean the vast majority of us would, if the patient wanted it, we would attempt to replant a single-digit uh, little finger amputation. Um, obviously, for the manual labourer, this may guide uh, discussions about the uh, the the functionality of a, a replanted little finger or a distal part of the ring finger. Um, but one of the issues I think which we did discuss during whether this is actually going to change what we do. Mm. Uh, what, what do you feel about that? I think that um, it's help helpful to have this background it, because it may assist in counselling patients about sort of respective success rates. But ultimately, especially you know, in our population, you still take into consideration the patient wishes and, yep. and other factors. And um, I don't think it's necessarily going to, to dictate which yeah. option they receive. Yeah. One of the other things about the paper is obviously, uh, although it's a very large cohort of patients, they're a selected group. Um, 
decisions were made for them either to have a replant or to just have a revision amputation. Uh, there were many reasons which obviously aren't, aren't really elucidated in the paper as to what that decision-making process was, whether the patients wanted, just wanted to get back to work as quickly as possible, um, or uh, whether they were adamant, you know, they wanted to uh, have all their fingers on their hand, uh, whether it was pra pra practical or not. Um, so obviously some sort of prospective randomization, which would be, I imagine, a very difficult study to set up, um, but would um, give you a better answer to the question that they ask, and that is, should you put the finger back on or should you not put the finger back on, which essentially is one of the things they're asking. Thank you for listening. For more of our podcasts, head to soundcloud.com or subscribe to us on iTunes and search Plastic Surgery Journals. Remember to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Thanks also to the PRS Journal team for their ongoing support.